Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Take a listen to this, and then we'll talk right after. I could listen to that all day. That is a cut from a CD entitled Land Ho by Jake Craigs, and I'll explain all that later. But i got to get through a few housekeeping stuff before we jump into my next topic that we're going to talk about for the month of February, because apparently I keep waiting until the last minute and rush through it. So <laughs> so don't get in trouble this time. I'm going to start again. I think I'm going to start doing this. Anyway... Let's go over the calendar of events that's going on in the next couple of weeks in my life and hopefully your life as well. I want to remind you this Saturday I'm going to be presenting one of my chairside chats about my book, Beyond the Pews, at the Kathy Center in Burlington, Wisconsin from 10 to 11.30 a.m. And then after, directly after that, I'll be available for meet and greet time. And you can purchase both the tickets and the book prior to the day of event, which is only two days from now, or you can actually get them the day of event. You want to call Nancy Zeke at 262-745-3380, or you can get those tickets and order the book online at kathyonline.com, and that's 
C-A-T-H-E-Online.org, excuse me. The other way you can do it is Nancy was actually a guest on my show last week talking about the center and what they do there, and specifically what Nancy does as a massage therapist. So please go back and listen to the archives and the blog talk radio podcast from last week, and the information's all there. And then the lastly, I'm going to be doing um, private sessions again. I've been out of the loop for a while, and I'm getting back to basics. So February 12th and 13th, I'm going to be at Delavan Lake Resort in Delavan, Wisconsin. Now, let me remind you that's by appointment only, and I only take a limited amount of people every time I go out. So you want to contact my office for the details at jillianmossbackman.com, and that's J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N.com. Or any of this information that you want to know, and including the guests that we're going to have today in the next couple weeks, go to imaginepublicity.com. I went through that pretty quickly, so I hope you can. I want to have enough time for our guests, so let's get to this. You know, I've been talking about that I want to lighten the mood a little bit for my show, so I wanted to continue with talking about music. You know, February is known for love, and music is probably one of the best ways to express your love to other people, so I thought, why not combine both of them in a series I'm calling Soulful Songwriter. And I hope you don't mind, I took the liberty to highlight some of my favorites in the next couple weeks, for the next four weeks. These are people that I've worked with and I know pretty well. And I picked them because they're artists who have this natural ability to translate spirituality and impact sensitivity and creativity into this powerful music that seems to transcend our soul, not by accident, but just by choice, by listening to it. That was why I started with the first track, because the first track is from the one I want to highlight this week, who is Jay Craig. Hi, Jay. Hey, Jill. Let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll just jump into our conversation he considers his music rock and adult contemporary with a flair of jazz, as you could hear. He's a guitarist, he's a composer, and he's an educator, and he's entertained audience across North America, and he's shared the stage with people and recorded with and opened for many jazz and rock and entertainable notables that you'll know. Uh, Wetton Macellas, Bobby Shea, James Moody, Bob Mitzer, Frank Mantus, Bill Collins, and the Yellow Jackets. You like the Yellow Jackets, right, Jay? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite bands. That's what I thought. I remember we talked about that. Now, Jay's film credit include an audio engineering work for the 2010 International Emmy-nominated HBO Romanian documentary, The World According to Ion B. Now, he performs and tours with the Milwaukee-based band called Cold Sweat and the Brewhorns, and his solo CD, which we heard a cut for, and hopefully we'll put another one in there, is Lanto. And you can get at his production company, which is StoicMedia.com. <gasps> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthful. <laughs> wow. I don't even want to imagine how long it took to accrue all that, but I'm glad you're joining with us. Okay. 
So I want to jump right into this, Jay. The three things that I really highlighted when I was thinking about the artist I wanted to create was creativity, they have this empathic sensing, and there's an underlying spirituality. How would you say that your songwriting applies to stuff like that? Okay. Um, well, as far as creativity, I think a, a lot of times uh, anybody in, in the arts, <clears throat> they, have, they have kind of a compulsion to create. Um, the uh, in terms of music and what what I do, I mean it's 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 uh, I've got stuff in my head all the time. There's always stuff floating in and out, and um, uh, the the creative side of it is is really, uh, I think, kind of an interesting process. It it really depends on a lot of different things. I mean, there there are times when you you, um, you get you get a, a tune or, or a chord progression or something that really inspires you. And you just feel really compelled to to work on that and develop it. Other times, uh, you know, maybe the rents do, and then somebody needs a soundtrack for a video or something. So, I mean, it comes from a lot of different places. So sometimes there's, there's sometimes just a basic need is just as part of who you are and what you do that you do this you do it whether you're paid or not. It's just something that needs to come out. Uh, other times it's it's simply a commercial venture, and and hopefully even in the commercial things, ideally you're you're sending something out a little bit more than just. Uh, a rehash of something that's already been done and it's something that uh, will mean something to somebody that can be some meaning other than just, you know, buy ketchup or, or something like that. Um, the empathic thing, I think um, that definitely there's different levels of that with um, people. I think in, in, in terms of songwriting, there's a couple different places that can show up too. I mean, there's, uh, to some degree, I think a writer has to be empathic a little bit about how, uh, the musicians will interpret what what you're giving them, um, you know how, how it's going to be performed, you know communication, on written music, things like that. Uh, same thing with with uh, with buyers or clients. Um, you need to kind of have a have a sense of what what it is they're looking for. But then I think you know to get a, a little some, a little deeper level, I think sometimes too that you're trying to reach listeners and. Um, whether again, whether whether it's altruistic or whether it's for a commercial venture or whatever, you're trying to reach those listeners with something that's something more than just you know another three minute song or something. It's something just been knocked out. There's, there's a there's a message. It might be in the lyrics. It might be something uh, subliminal. It might be something um, uh, in a real clever chord progression. Um, something about the vibe it was recorded in. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of times um, things come through in recordings that aren't necessarily intentional or conscious that, that come through as, as really kind of significant sometimes. Um, that, that might sound, sound a little, uh, you know, uh, out there, but, but the, 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 the situation and the people and the, the attitudes and all the, the, the intentionality and stuff of, of, of under the conditions of something's recorded, I think uh, ideally can come through and be, be part of the, the final product. And, and, and I think in, in some of the most uh, uh, memorable uh, recordings that you hear, or or, or particularly in live performance, because recordings can't capture everything that I think that musicians put out there. Um, that some of that does come through. If you think about, and, and it's, it's different for different people. Um, some people really react strongly to um, uh, certain, you know, styles or genres of music or certain groups or things like that. Uh, and that's that's there's, that's quite a bit of variability there. But I think there are certain things that that large number of people are able to kind of lock and load on with regards to you know a special song or something that you know, that just almost universally somebody listens to it and, and is moved in some way by it and that 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 kind of 
ideally, if if you're reaching that point, it kind of transcends uh, genres and, and styles and things like that. I mean, if you can take something like uh, what's a good example, a, a Mozart Requiem, or a, um, a, yeah. a, a, a tune by one of one of Sting's amazing sounding tunes, or or Coltrane, or you know th- things that that are kind of universal. Um, uh, and again, universal is probably a, a bit of a stretch, but uh, you see more examples of that in, in, in uh, we're talking about emp- you know, empathetic things. Yeah. I think you see more examples of that in, in, in it's, it's a much more rare thing. It's something that happens less frequently. Everything has to kind of align for that to happen. Um, you, 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 a lot of things you take for granted: a good performers, a good composer, a good, a good uh, recording situation, or uh, in the case of you know before recording, <laughs> Mozart or something. Yeah, uh, right. He, he, the right situation for that all to come to fruition. But uh, I think. Well, let me ask uh, you a question then. I'm sorry. Let me ask you a question. No, go ahead. So it's that chicken and egg theory. What comes first? Do you think that you had this open creativity and empathic sensing? and that whole sense of self before you really became a songwriter and a musician, or did, did it, has it evolved with your music as you've gone along? You know, I think it's both. I remember really? the, very, the very earliest stuff that um, I, re- I remember is, you know, like singing in the car with the family, you know, driving in the car across country kind of thing. And, and uh, <laughs> we, we would learn these, these kind of, you know, I don't know if the word is corny or traditional or whatever, but you know, sing along songs, and yeah. uh, I would always be, I would always be harmonizing, and I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. But I would add harmonies and stuff and screw around with time signatures and things like that, and and uh, so I mean that that came at a really really early age, and then uh, and then when I started to understand what the heck I was doing, you know, you learn about music theory and and uh, you know appreciate different styles of music and learn learn to play in different instruments and things like that. Then I, I, I like to think that I that went that that, I, that it, there was some growth there as well, you know. But I think I think I'm not sure that you, that some of this can happen without some kind of um, kind of uh, existing um, need to do it. I'm not I'm not sure it's even talent. I think it's it, I think in the arts a lot of times it, people get good at stuff because they just need to do it. Um, I had some some. Uh, uh, Instructors that I had down at Columbia in grad school that were talking about, um, well, you know, what is it that artists need? Why do, why do artists do this stuff? You could make a lot more money doing all kinds of other stuff. And why, why do you? And, and the explanation they gave was, and I think it really it really resonates with me, is that through performing and getting feedback from the audience, is that's they're they're driven to do that. It's an internal thing, and I think what they're seeking is, in in a way, it's, it's love from the audience. You're getting that feedback. You're getting you're getting uh, acceptance. You're getting uh, validation, confirmation of your skill, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that uh, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, I think that, that people are kind of driven to do this stuff uh, from an early age. Certainly, would not to exclude anybody from pursuing it if they have don't have that situation. But I think in a lot of cases, that's really a, a pretty common denominator amongst uh, uh, creative people. Yeah, I think you really have to have the calling, as you and I have talked about before. <laughs> I mean, it it has its ups and it has its down, but it evens itself out with what you get back, like you said. So exactly 
what inspires you to write a song, Jay? I mean, do you set time aside or do you write it as it comes along? What kind of things and process do you do to get down to the nitty-gritty soul writing that you do? Okay. Um, like a lot of creative folks, um, I, I, I balk a little bit against schedules more than I should because I, I know it's good for me. Yeah, I, I know. But, but um, uh, ideally for me, I, I like to, to write when it, when it comes to you, kind of be in the moment. Just It all just kind of spills out. That To me, that's the most enjoyable way to do it. But a lot of times it does come to come to the schedules. You know, if, if it's even if it's not for a client, if it's something writing for one of my own projects or something where I, I don't have a, a really fixed schedule. You know, with, with musicians and this and that and the other thing. Um, uh, sometimes it's, it, it is more effective for me to, to say, well, I'm going to you know work these hours today and these hours tomorrow, whatever. Um, but the, why and how? I, I guess a lot of times I, I'm coming from from a jazz background. I mean, I, I grew up on. Like everybody, you know, in in in, uh, in my age group, I mean, I grew up on everything from rock and roll to jazz to blues to classical. It was it was a really wide open musical time in the 70s and the 80s. Um, uh, exposed to a lot of different stuff, but but where I'm really coming from, from my heart, it's kind of a jazz thing. Um, I uh, I love bebop, traditional jazz. I love, Coltrane is my by far my favorite uh, soloist. I love jazz. And now. Mark, because of the nature of the market, uh, there isn't a heck of a lot of uh, focus on that in pop music. Um, well, th- yeah, that roots. was where we, where we were going to go next on, you know, what you've been in the industry long enough and things have changed. How has the music industry changed and where does that leave songwriters today and musicians like yourself? Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of, uh, technology has really changed things. Um uh, 25 years ago or so, I mean, e- everything was recorded on analog tape. Um, it was very dependent on high-end studios to get a good recording. Um, you, you had to be, uh, the tape machines rarely worked very well. You had a full-time person maintaining the machine. You had engineers and and, and uh, a whole elaborate, very costly situation to do a, a, a good recording. Um you still, to be honest, you still need skilled people to, to do a good recording. But to get an okay recording or a passable thing now is so much cheaper and easier. I mean, it, recording studios used to, to be a, a professional pursuit for people all over the country. And when, you know, Pro Tools and Sound Blaster cards and computers came out, all of a sudden every kid with a $1,000 laptop and a sound card became a quote-unquote studio, you know. So it, the technology has really changed it. Now, in a way... It's really, it's really opened things up for, for writers and, and, and uh, performers and artists and stuff because you can. It's more accessible to get get things to a presentable format. On the other hand, um, uh, I think the the bar has been lowered quite a bit. You, you listen to a, you know a, a really outstanding recording, whether it was thirty, forty, twenty, ten, five, or or even made last year. That always involves. Uh, People that have the, the art of recording have high high level skills with that. You, you, you don't you don't just buy a computer and, and make a uh, Bob Clear Mountain recording or something that sounds like Mutt Lang did it or something. You know, there, there, that, there's there's a real art to that that's that's very time consuming, very very uh, demanding technically. Um, but that said, uh, you can also now crank out a, a, a recording in your living room, get it on the internet, and be selling it in a period of days. 
so there's, there's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, the, a lot of studios have gone out of business and are being replaced by home studios. Um, uh, so in, in some ways, quality issues are a little goofy at times. But on the, on the other hand, there's all kinds of opportunities to get stuff to market, uh, or to if you're not if not a, if you're not a commercial person, you know, if you're just creating art for art's sake, that just to get it out to a lot of people, uh, that that really wasn't possible, uh, you know, 20 years ago. So have you adapted your music then? I mean, have you found that your style has changed from where you thought you were originally? You know, this rock, contemporary, jazz bebop kind of thing into something else or have you stayed in the same vein of where you started um I, i've definitely branched out with lots of different opportunities for for instance this thing the, the soundtrack we recorded some of the songs for the the, the documentary you mentioned for the, the yeah uh the inb thing in, in it was done in romania for hbo um we we did that in whitewater wisconsin and uh, FTP'd everything back and forth, and it was, you know, we never actually even met with the people physically. Um, That's so it, not. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Wow. But it, it, but, it, but it's an opportunity that wasn't even possible. Maybe, I don't know what the number was, 10, 15, 20 years ago. It wasn't even a possibility. Um, so so they're broadening that way. Um, I think I'm fairly true to what I am. When, when you had asked about, you know, writing and things, when I write, I, in, my, in my mind, a, a lot of times, if I'm left to my own devices, I write a song as a vehicle for improvising. Um, the, for me, the creative and the you asked about spirituality and things. That, that that's mm-hmm. where that is for me. Um, I think when when all the stars align and everything's happening, and you know I've 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 practiced enough and the you know everything's good. Um, sometimes there's there's really magical moments that that happen when you're improvising. That, you know things come from. Uh, places that that aren't necessarily intentional they just they just happen and that, that and when when that happens in the best of ways uh, it's really a, it's really an awesome experience so yeah, I'm, don't I'm you think that I, I'm a I'm a junkie for that stuff Sorry. for for getting in the zone Say that again for getting in the zone of being Wait, right you, and everything aligning yeah I think a lot of it has to do with uh, environment. Um, if if yeah. there, there are certain places that feel good, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it, you find a favorite. If you're if you're a hiker, you have favorite, favorite hills or mountains or whatever you like to climb. Same same with uh, recording. You know, uh, environments where, where where it's a physically good situation to be in. Um, uh, equipment matters. Um, I, but I think your mental state, where you're at uh, spiritually and and uh, and uh, the same thing for all the people that you're co- uh, collaborating with. All that interacts. So it, 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 I think it can be extremely simple to just have the right frame of mind and go for it, or it can be more complicated with more people to, to really get the right attitude, the right uh, kind of cooperative spirit happening. All, uh, so it's, it varies situation to situation, but I think the, the overall idea is to just get to a, a really good place with everybody involved, get everybody working towards the same goal, and I think that comes through uh, in the final product when, when that really happens, because it, it, it's always better than the sum of its parts when all that stuff is in place. Do you think that's because you're also a producer, Jay? I mean, one of the things that I forgot to say, I'm sorry, is that you have your degree from the University of Wisconsin in uh, Whitewater, but you also have your production 
Masters from Columbia, and I, with Stoic Media, I know that you do a lot of producing. Is that a part of why you think you're a good songwriter and it comes all out in the end because you are at every aspect of making music? I, I think that's a that's a huge part of what I mean. It, it, uh, writer slash performer slash producer yeah, that all kind of comes <laughs> kind of comes left? together. You're right. Yeah. But but no, it's, it's right. It's like being a cook. Uh, I mean, it might sound a little corny, but uh, you know, all, all these elements, the, the different players, what what types of sounds they're using, the the personalities, the environment you're recording in, the types of microphones, the uh, uh, the thought behind it, the the type of the genre, the client, all that is are like spices in a in a soup. And and when you when you're able to have the the luxury of of controlling all that stuff. Um, it's 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 wonderful. I, I suppose it's also horrible if you if you get a bad product. You're pretty pretty on the hook for that too. But yeah, uh, it, exactly. it's really it, it's it's really it's really a, a luxury to have um, that much uh, input into, into a project. You know, we're almost finished, but I wanted to finish off with the producing part because what I'm having Mariah Banagi who is the young and coming artist that you produced his first CD a couple years ago with several other kids. And I don't want to put, Oh, thank you. I think he's really good too. Um, (laughs) One of the things I want to ask you is what would you say to those kids and anybody else that aspires to be where you're at, Jay, because you have quite a laundry list of successes and you're halfway through, so you've got a lot more coming. What would you say to people out there that want to get in the industry right now? Um, I think, you know, that's something at clinics and stuff, I get that question a lot or something like that question. I, I really sure. think it's like this. I think if, if, you, if this is something you feel you need to do, and, and you, you, you're, you're passionate about it, and then go do it and do your best, follow your heart, and just let the chips fall where they fall. Because um, the, the business itself is such a, a crapshoot. I mean, it's it, sometimes wonderful people succeed, sometimes horrible people succeed, some, you know, and, and all, all permutations of that. It, so I think if you, can, if you can follow your heart, really go for it, try to be smart, about the business side of it as much as you can, but but follow your heart. I think it's better to be a really good you than a kind of uh, halfway copy of somebody else. And, mm, and I think you, need to, you really need to believe in yourself and go for it. And um, I really think that uh, if, if you're meant to be doing it, it'll take care of itself one way or another. Well, yeah, and the reality is, Jay, this whole genre of being famous nowadays I think kids have this idea that if they don't hit the status of Aerosmith or something like that, they're a failure. And there are so many levels of success in this business. I think they set themselves up to a certain extent that if I don't hit this height, I'm not successful. And that's not at all what we're trying to achieve. No, I mean... I think it's, some of that is very unrealistic and it's perpetuated by the industry. I mean, right. um, what's what's wrong with making a decent living and having a great family? I mean, my, I mean, as much as I love playing, my family means more to me than my guitar does. You know, right. uh, exactly. that, that's what that comes first. But um, uh, I, I really think that uh, if you if you research this a little bit too, a lot of the, that myth goes away. There's some great 
articles online about Steve Albini has a thing that describing the the horribleness of the music industry. It's, it's a famous thing that he wrote about that. We talked to somebody like Joe Walsh, or 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 the hundreds of bands that have had one hits, one hit wonder type situations where they actually lost money, and the record company made millions. I mean, yeah, it, crazy it's a, it's stories. A, it's, it's people are so locked in on on the fame and and thing that a lot of times they'll they'll do it at a loss. So it's not as all always not as it seems in that industry, that's for sure. Amen. Well we only have about a minute left. Can you please tell us where we can get your C D Lanto and any other information you want us to know because I know there's people out there that want to contact you directly. Oh sure. Uh I have Lanto is on C D baby. C D baby dot com. Uh and just search under J Craig's um, I'm on a number of albums on, on that site. That's where a lot of independent music is sold there. It's also for sale on Amazon and a bunch of other places as well. Um, uh, as far as uh, contact, there's jcraigs.com. Um, that actually, that site is currently under construction, but should be up again in a day or two. Um, and okay. uh, I'm on Facebook as well. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jay. This has been awesome. I want to go ahead and leave it there, and I'm going to play an excerpt from The Space, which is also part of Lanto, correct? Yeah. Awesome. I love that, too. All right. We'll see you guys next week, same time, high noon. Leave, and we're going to listen to Jay Craig's Lanto on CD Baby.